0: Hello, my name is Deacon Brian. Welcome to the Shepherd of the Hills Sermons Podcast. Every week we share our Sunday morning sermons with you to keep these important conversations going. We hope you not only enjoy hearing our words of God's love for you, but will also feel compelled to share these words with everyone who needs to hear this message. As always, we encourage you to keep the conversation going at home, at work, and everywhere you go. Take a few moments to ask the questions that need to be asked and share the gospel with all. This week, Pastor Melissa Melnick Gonzalez from Tapestry, a bilingual ministry in Richfield, Minnesota, and a congregational partner with Shepherd of the Hills celebrated the fifth anniversary of her ordination as a pastor and the fifth anniversary of Tapestry. In her sermon, she talked about the idea of celebration in the midst of sorrow, as King David danced in the midst of war, rivalries, and even murder. So sit back, relax, and let us dive into this week's story and sermon.
1: The first lesson for today comes from Psalm 150. Please rise. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his surpassing greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourines and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with clanging cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Second lesson is from 2 Samuel 5, 1 through 5 and 6, 1 through 5. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Look, we are your bone and flesh. For some time while Saul was king over us, it was you who led out Israel and brought it in. The Lord said to you, it is you who shall be shepherd of my people Israel. You shall be ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed King David over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 40 years. At Hebron, he reigned over Judah for seven years and six months, and at Jerusalem he reigned over all Israel and Judah for thirty-three years. David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, thirty-thousand. David and all the people with him set out and went on from Baal Judah to bring up from there the Ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, who is enthroned on the cherubim. They carried the Ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ohio, the son of Abinadab, were driving the new cart with the ark of God, and Ohio went in front of the ark. David and all the house of Israel were dancing before the Lord with all their might, like the kids did, with song and lyres and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals. The word of our Lord. Thanks be to
2: God. It's a little, little different for me being up here. I, um, usually I'm kind of, whoa, usually I'm right. Down there, but today um, um, i 've written my sermon, and um, so I thank you uh, so give me just a minute here to be accustomed to being kind of up here, which is funny, given that uh, today 's text is about coronation of a king, and it 's about uh, part of today is is that you have so kindly. Uh, Decided to celebrate my ordination anniversary with me, and and so, um, you know, I put on this alb, we call it, and the stole. And I know you've been talking about vocation, and my vocation happens to be that of of pastor and preacher. And so, um, so that's what I'm going to try to share with you this morning. So grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I want to thank you, first of all, as I said, for inviting me to be with you here this morning and for, um, for the celebration of not only my fifth year of ordination, but also the fifth year of tapestry. And it really is true that without our partnership we just probably would not have been celebrating the fifth year anniversary of tapestry. My ordination, who knows, but, but tapestry, probably not. And so uh, we are also celebrating four years of partnership with you as brothers and sisters in Christ. And for that, we are grateful. So it's a pleasure to be here with you this morning, this morning of celebration So it's the fifth anniversary of my ordination into ministry and our fifth anniversary of Tapestry and our fourth anniversary of partnership with you. So it is indeed good to be here. As you may know, at Tapestry, we worship the first and third Sundays of the month at 5 p.m., and so that gives us time, along with our musicians, to visit our brothers and sisters in Christ to share music and the word to pray together and to praise, to sing and to dance. I should tell you that what I often tell congregations is that, you know, I grew up in in the Lutheran church where we kind of sang like this. And we maybe moved our mouth, but not much else. It's not like that here, is it? (laughs) And so I always tell congregations when we go out, and this text actually shows us that, that we can praise God with our whole body. I know I, 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 my background is German and Norwegian on my mom's side, so I know that's not really kind of where I come from, but, but it's true. We can praise God with our whole body. And if that's just a little too much this morning, you can bob your head. And if that's still too much, you know, use your toes and no one will see them. So as a guest preacher, I preach often and usually with my husband Josue over there. Uh, It seems like like I should be able to preach on all of the nice biblical texts. You know, the texts about how much Jesus loves us and about forgiveness and unity in the body of Christ. And so as we read this text from 2 Samuel and Psalm 150 this morning, it seems like Hallelujah, it's one of those easy texts. It's about a coronation, about David becoming king over a united Israel. It's about people coming together in unity and taking the ark of God, this powerful symbol of God's presence to its new home in Jerusalem. And my goodness, if you want to go back to the glory days, this this text is about 30,000 men processing. David and all the house of Israel dancing before the Lord with all their might, with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals. How glorious. And how appropriate that the text today is about a celebration since we're celebrating too. Singing, dancing, playing instruments with these fabulous musicians, with the kids who dance. Well, I said the kids dance, and don't you all worry because we will have you dancing by the end of worship today too. So thank you to, to Shepherd of the Hills, to Pastor Scott, to the people who wrote this, what we call the narrative lectionary, for che- choosing this easy, celebratory text today. We celebrate God's presence in the life of Judah and Israel. We celebrate their unity in God. We celebrate God's presence in our life and our unity with Shepherd and with tapestry. And then we can go eat some cake and I can tell you about biking the length of the Mississippi River. Sound good? Sorry, the sermon's going to be just a little longer than that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that sounds good to me. Except that it's not really the whole story. In many ways, what I find most interesting about this lesson this morning is about what's left out than about what's included. So I mentioned this narrative lectionary that you follow here at Soth. It's a series of stories from the Bible that give you an overarching view of the Bible from beginning to end. A series of stories that are meant to help you and us see how God is at work in the lives of the characters in the Bible and also in our lives. These stories are meant to point us in the way of God who is at work in our lives just as God was, in the work, was at work in the life of David and the people of Judah and the people of Israel. I have to tell you, there was a time in my life when I probably would have heard this story and thought, oh, that's really nice. We should praise God with all our might. We should dance with all our might. And gone on my merry way. I would have thought that David was this hero that God had sent out and that he was blessed by God because he was such a good person and always did what God commanded. And if we were only to read these short passages in 2nd Samuel today we might think that too. But life as it does has now taught me differently. And it was a hard lesson to learn. The time when my blinders could be on and I could put up a facade that everything was always good all the time is long gone. The time when I swept everything under the rug except for the celebration, the positive, that time is long gone. The time when I could read the Bible in a simplistic manner and hear about these heroes without questioning what I'm reading, that's long gone too. To me, the real story is about what is not in our reading for, day, for today, as I mentioned. Everything surrounding these two passages is troubling to 21st century ears. There is death and murder. There are revenge killings and wars. There was rivalry and separation, factions loyal to Saul and factions loyal to David. All around this story, there is death and destruction. Just a few chapters earlier, David's best friend and his mentor were killed in warfare. David was grieving. David had been a humble shepherd who became king, a rag-to-riches story. But this came at a price. David did all kinds of things that were not pleasing to God. He lusted after a woman he saw bathing, summoned her to him, and then arranged for her husband to be killed on the front lines to cover up his sin among many of the things that David did. How's that for a celebration story? As some of you know, I was married to Josue over there on percussion on New Year's Day. One thing about me is that my default is to always see the good and to not see what is harmful or challenging about people. And one thing about Josue is that he pushes me, not just pushes me, but he pushes me to see all sides the good and the challenging, the good and the bad, the positive and the troubling. He helps me not to stay in that place of comfort and ease. He helps me to see that God is not just a merciful God, though that is true. But he helps me to see that God is also a God who holds us accountable. And so, I, as I was preparing to preach today, he kept asking me, Well, what do you think they're celebrating? What do you think they're celebrating? What are we celebrating? I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. But there are some things that point me in a direction. We are told that David and all the house of Israel were dancing with all their might. With all their might. What does that mean, dancing with all their might. As many of you know, my older son, Chris, died now almost two-and-a-half years ago. What you may not know is that before that, I danced. All the time. Everywhere I could. If I heard dance music, I would be out on the dance floor. I danced because it brought me joy. I even went salsa dancing with Chris and his friends and my friends a few months before he was lost in the river. Anything challenging or sad was set to the side whenever I danced. But since Chris died, I've hardly been dancing at all. It is, as you can imagine, almost impossible to set aside things that are challenging or sad things that bring pain or sorrow. Maybe some of you feel this way too. As in the time of David, it seems that there is so much death and destruction all around us. There seems to be more that divides us than unites. I know if I ask you, you will have lists and lists of what divides us. Race, religion, social status, money, jobs, politics, you name it. There are wars all over the world and protests in our own nation that divide and tear us apart. In our churches, we fight about immigration and sanctuary and people's sexuality. We worry about money and we are afraid our church is dying. If we're honest, we might look at what is not being said in our own narratives and in our church's narratives And we might wonder, too, why are we celebrating? We read in the story today that God has anointed David king and united Israel and Judah, nations that were once divided. God has brought together 30,000 people and reminded them of God's promise to be faithful to David and to the people of Israel. God knew them, their hearts, and their actions. God knew that they were not always faithful. And oh yes, God held them accountable. God is, after all, a just and merciful God. So in the midst of all the troubles of the world, maybe, just maybe, David and those 30,000 people danced with all their might Because they were filled with hope in the God who promised to always be with them. Always. In the parts that are written and said aloud. And especially in the parts we want to deny. Now we have the great gift that we have seen where David and this story lead. David's story, the people of Israel's story, lead us right to David's descendant Jesus. Jesus. Jesus knew the pain and suffering of God's people. God knows that we might have no reason to feel like dancing. And yet, because of God and Christ Jesus, we can acknowledge all the pain in the world, all the pain in our own lives. We can look at it, examine those places where we turn from God's will, and we can be filled with a strength that allows us to dance together with people from around the world with might. We dance in the face of evil. We dance in the face of sorrow. We dance in the face of division because we know that God keeps God's promises to us. God promises joy and peace and unity that comes from faith in Christ Jesus. I have to admit, I don't always see it. I don't always feel it. But God has told us this is true, and so I believe it. So maybe we too can dance with might in the face of all that troubles us, Because in Christ we have the promises of God. God loves us. God walks with us. God gives us our 30,000 people so that in unity we may celebrate the promise of new life in Christ. New life that conquers all that separates and divides. So maybe we can be like David. One of the things about David, he wasn't really a hero in some ways. He wasn't others. But he was a full human being. He was a full person that came before God with all all that he had. He didn't really try to hide it because we can't hide it anyways. We might try to hide it from each other. We probably try to hide it from ourselves, but... (laughs) God knows everything we're trying to hide. So today, this morning, I invite you to see God at work in those places we're trying to hide. I invite you to see God at work among you, the people of Shepherd, among Tapestry, and among us together as brothers and sisters in Christ in communion with all God's beloved in this world. Let us celebrate, let us dance with all our might so that the world may see that in Christ we have this reason to dance with all of God's might filling us up. Amen.
0: Thanks for stopping by and listening to the Shepherd of the Hills Sermons Podcast. For more information about Shepherd of the Hills, please check out sothchurch.com or find us on Facebook feel free to share this sermon and be sure to follow us on social media and wherever you find your podcast. Go in peace, serve the Lord.